Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we have Amanda from North Coast Style with us. Amanda is a full-time reseller and a stay-at-home mom who is balancing running a business, pushing out content on Instagram, like all the time, I don't know how she does it, and educating the community on brands like Lululemon and Rothy's. Yes. We cannot wait to dive in to Amanda's story, chat about all things reselling related. So we'll see you at the table. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to Thrifters Villa. Hi, thanks for having me on. Of course, of (laughs) course. Now, we know about you, but I'm sure some listeners that are here do not know who you are or don't really know your story. They just know you as the girl who posts about Lululemon and Rothy's because that's really what you're known for, right? Um, So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your backstory, what you did before reselling, how you got into reselling, and then we'll kind of fill in the blanks from there. So I've done a lot of things uh, throughout my life. I went to school to be a music teacher and that was my life goal um, to be an elementary school music teacher, which I did end up doing for eight years and I loved it. Um, But I just wasn't cutting it money wise and I started to get burnout and um, administration issues and then I had my first kid um I went back to school I went back to school after that after I had him for one year and it was just I couldn't I couldn't give all of my time and myself to other kids when I was coming home and not giving him any of myself so um, I knew I had to do something else um Mm -hmm. I actually started reselling when I was in high school um I've had since 2001 (laughs) we date ourselves when we say that (laughs) yes I I am an OG I know eBay started in like 1997 but I feel like 2001 is still pretty old like I used to send money orders and receive money orders yes I did too I did too (laughs) so you know what I'm talking about (laughs) I remember when eBay was just all about like ooh the bids you know, like bidding, it was all about bidding and like trying to like beat people. And I didn't know that there was like an art form to it. Cause I was like in high school trying to figure it out, but <laughs> yeah, totally, I think, I think my eBay account, I think mine was opened in like 2000 or something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. So mine's pretty old too. <laughs> nice. yeah, I, I never resold for money. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, for like, yeah. you know, to make a profit. I was just reselling my own things. Um, I started out with selling my little ponies actually. Uh-huh interesting oh and you're still like talking about my little ponies that's so funny <laughs> so at what point did you realize like I can do this thing that I've been doing as a hobby full-time that's a great question so I started um thrifting when my son was born um to get baby clothes and mm-hmm. because hello it's so easy to thrift them and they grow out of them every year mm-hmm. oh, and um, it's I was crazy like, the wow. amount of stuff that's in the stores for kids mm-hmm. right I'm here all the time let me just see if I can you know browse through you know I'm looking for myself I'm like wow I'm finding some Lululemon here like I'm like I could I could sell this on eBay I've sold my own I can sell I could sell any size, right? So mm-hmm. I put some things up on eBay. Um, the only brands that I really knew at the time were Lululemon, Lily Pulitzer, 
and Lularoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Girl, but that's when it was hot, though. It was hot. Okay, then. that's when it was hot. <laughs> it was. And it they brought good was. money. It brought, you could sell black leggings for $40 oh. in like a day. That was like, like, that was like a unicorn. I remember yes. that. Yes. Like the black <laughs> leggings. Yeah. You never mm-hmm. find the black ones. Yeah. No. And in retrospect, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this material, it was so It was like, awful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was but didn't you also feel when you felt it you're like "Ooh, this is really soft like I could I guess I kind of get it like you know I never got myself a pair um which I can probably say Um, yeah I've never bought myself a pair but but I just I do remember feeling it and being like whoa like this is like pajamas (laughs) no it's really soft until you wear it all day and it's like you're just sweating you're sweaty and you smell (laughs) And it doesn't give you any support. Any support. No support. Totally stinky and like (laughs) so sweaty. I mean, you know, because I also worked at Lululemon briefly while I was also a teacher before I had kids and whatnot. And like going from Lululemon to LuLaRoe, you're like, there's no way. I can't wear these all day. (laughs) No making properties whatsoever. I love that, like, you started with the brands that you were the most comfortable and confident with. Like, I think that is such a great strategic move on your part. Because you're like, I already know this stuff. I wear it myself. Or I know about it. Let me just put it up. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, where else would you start? I I knew not, I don't know nothing, anything about, like, designer brands. I I grew up in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. It's such a smart, it's such a smart move because I think a lot of people when they first start, right, it can be really overwhelming. And you hear a lot of people always saying like, well, how am I going to know the brands? How am I going to figure this out? And it's like, well, all that comes with time, right? But it's such a good idea to just like start with what you know. It's almost like first step, sell what you have. Mm -hmm. Second step, you know what I mean? Like start going out and picking up things that you know, right? Just because it's, there's a familiarity to it. So you just feel a little bit more confident in selling it, listing it, putting in all the descriptions because you're like, well, I've worn it, you know, and I know what the fit is. I know all that kind of stuff. So that's really smart, Amanda, that you started doing that. So, okay. So you're you're fishing through the rest of the thrift store and you're seeing all these other brands and you're like, holy smokes, I've sold this stuff. I know I could sell it and I could sell it now for a profit because I'm buying it way cheaper than I did. Right. Right. So all of that kind of just started then snowballing for you then, huh? So it was just like, then you were just looking like started learning more brands. Like how did you start like taking, taking it, you know, to kind of where I know it's a big question, but kind of taking it to where you are now today, because you've really grown a very full fledged Mm -hmm. thriving business Um, and you know, and it's like, what were kind of like your next steps in your process in, in your journey? Yeah. So, um, when I started, you know, finding a couple things, when I was shopping for kids clothes, I, you know, was throwing them up and then I was like, okay, well, let me take the profit from this little bit that I made and, um, go out and find some more. And I'm like, I need to learn other brands and stuff. So I joined Instagram and thankfully there was so much, so many people out there willing to show brands and stuff, show the labels. I feel like that's the most important thing for me personally is seeing the label, like committing it to my memory. And so I could see it when I'm out there Mm -hmm. and then feeling the fabrics, like 
you could tell like this is a quality fabric mm-hmm. let me check out this bag and research it um and I eventually just kept snowballing my money and I got to a point where I was making as much as I was making as a teacher and I said that it was time for me to quit. Oh, so you were still, so you were still working while you were doing this. Okay. I I was doing it on my off time. I would go pick up my son and then we would head over to a couple thrift stores and then head home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. That's well, amazing. <laughs> well, and I think right, it was smart right. of you to like sit back and be like, wait, I'm able to do this other thing that's making me the same amount and has potential to make me more. And I get to be home with my child because I don't like the direction that teaching is going. And I can completely relate to what you're saying because I came from the same world. And when it, the administration stuff starts to come down, that's where it's like, okay, but at what point is my mental health and physical health and everything else? Like, when is that more important to me? Like, is this job really worth it? Is it really? So I'm. it's it's good to see how you came full circle with that. that you, you kept your job. And I think that's probably one of the most important things. Um, and we hear people say this all the time, like, how do I know when it's time for me to just go full time? It's like, well, if you have something, Keep it for as long as you can because it's a constant paycheck, right? Figure it out, get your business going. And then as soon as you're in a place where like you can match or make more, go for it. There's nothing holding you back at that point. Right. When I knew I could match while I had a a baby, while I was also working a full-time job, I knew I could definitely double it. Oh, absolutely. Because you're like, if I cut then those hours that I'm in school, and then dedicate yep. to this. It's just more money in my pocket. Hundred mm-hmm. mm-hmm. percent. That's amazing. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, so that's so cool. So now today, Amanda, you are full on. You know, reseller. You've got now two babies. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've got your, and you also have your own office space too. Yes, I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've come that's so really far. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. truly can't even believe it myself. I really can't. I thought I would be a music teacher for my whole life (laughs) yeah but you still incorporate music in your life like you find ways to still enjoy it as like a hobby oh yeah for sure yeah so my question to you is so you've got the babies we know you have two babies who are adorable we love them how are you balancing now that aspect of your life where you you have this full-time business that helps support your family? And it is important that you run this business the way that you run it to help support your family. How are you balancing right. that out? Is your daughter in daycare now? I don't know if she is or not, but. No. So she, no, she with hangs you? out with me all day. Yep. We thrift together. She comes to my office. I have a dedicated play area in my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see it. Sorry, guys, we're gonna get a tour. (laughs) We'll explain. We'll explain what we're looking at. (laughs) Yeah. And this is uh, when you walk in. It's like oh, that's Stella's little area. Oh, yeah, so cute. Little kids can like. Saying there's a little mirror. All little girls like to look at themselves in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) uh, This is the back room, which there's all. And it's just all inventory that's folded, mm-hmm. folded inventory. And then this is the main room. So this used to be a yoga studio. Oh my oh, god! Okay, really? okay. kind of like figure out. This used to be like the main yoga room, and then okay. we have a bunch of 
stuff that's hung and then shoes and then this is where we take pictures and stuff here's our photo booth nice, oh, nice. now you share the space with a friend correct i'm gonna say you share the space mm-hmm. yeah yeah another reseller that's awesome smart that's really yep. great that's really smart. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys are like coworkers together. Yeah, you, I mean, you use the same tools, so it's like you can yeah. have the setup all done. That's awesome. That's really great. Like to find somebody else, and right, you get to also share the cost, right, mm-hmm. right of all right. the stuff. So that's really helpful as well. So that's really cool, Amanda. And your yeah, daughter has know. a spot, which is great. She can just play in her little she area. Never uses it, she never uses it though. She's oh, just she with doesn't. you the oh, whole time. Funny. She just wants to be with mommy the whole oh, time. She huh? wants to be right on top of me. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Moms are always the favorite you know toys. So. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. I don't want to. At what point did you decide in your business that you needed an office space? Because I know there was, you know, we basically moved around the same time. We both got houses around the same time. So at what point were you like, I don't want this in my home anymore? Because you ran out of your house, just like I do. Yes. So I was in my house the whole time. Um, In my old house, it was set up in a way where I could have it out of the way um, in its own room, Um, which I could do at my new house. When we started looking for houses, I also kept that in mind that I need a room for this. You know, I need my own office. And when we bought our house, we did have a a room dedicated for that. Um, But my friend actually really wanted her stuff out of her house. And she's like, will you go have season with on an office with me? And I'm like, sure, why not? Why not? Let's just do this. Because honestly, I don't want it in my house either. You know, I I can have it in my house, but I let's see how it goes. You know, I love not having it in my house. It makes such a big difference. My husband freaking loves it because oh, sure. uh, I was working off of our kitchen table before. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Does your husband yeah. work from home or? So my husband has been working from home since COVID. Okay. He yeah. just started going back two days a week. Okay. Okay. But now it's like you guys now have that dedicated space like he has now a dedicated space for an office so that is nice like you know like you said that you were able to move everything kind of out of there so and like you said you like having an office space you like going somewhere like every day you've got a place to go that you and Stella can go to and everything and and work nice Mm -hmm. and it's only five minutes away so oh god that's really great (laughs) there are people that are listening to this that are probably like I've been debating with the idea of having an office space or you know not having stuff in my home what advice would you give to someone who's listening, who's kind of on that fence? Like, are there certain things that you looked for in your business that you were like, okay, I, I can make this happen? Like, what did, th- what did that look like for you? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, yeah, so I just, yeah, you have to obviously know that you have enough money to make that happen monthly. To know that you are making a steady amount each month. <clears throat> um, 
also since I was going in with another person like yes this person is my friend but you never know something can go wrong can I also cover the whole thing myself Mm, yeah it's (laughs) smart it's smart keep that in the back of your brain of if you do go in with somebody make sure you can cover it yourself yeah Yeah. Um, I think that's so important go did you have something else to say I'm sorry no that's pretty much that's pretty much it um and just make sure that you have enough space. I've been talking to some people through DMs lately who said, well, I'm outgrowing my space already. You know, I'm already looking for another space. So um, there's actually a couple other units in this building where I can easily, if I did need more space, I could get another unit, but I don't need that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like you guys have a pretty good setup there. You know, mm-hmm. so that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. I love oh, seeing the progression of people who like I know, yeah. right, and see that progression <laughs> of like growth and where you've come really in the last three to four years. I mean, it's you've grown significantly in the last four years. Yeah, I feel like I definitely have. Very grateful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And Amanda, you mostly focus just on women's fashion, right? I know that sometimes you do dabble in children's clothing. Yeah, so I pretty much only sell my mm-hmm. kids' stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Very, very cool. Well, that's exciting. Well, I always knew you too. I remember you always knew so much, like you said, about specific brands. Like we talked about like Lululemon, Rothy's, Lily, you know, and I feel like that is definitely something that a lot of people also know you for, right? In yeah. in the community and how much knowledge you have. Um, we know that you worked at Lululemon. We do know that. Is the Lily and the Rothy's just personal, like, uh, loves for the brands? Yeah. And so you just kind of like to deep dive into the brands? For sure. <laughs> the Lily is, the yeah, Lily part yeah, of it is gotcha. fascinating to me because you know so much about Lily Pulitzer. Like, Lily, I don't have I a clue. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, like I think so. Out of I all of them, I feel it. like that's the one I know the least about. Out of really? all of my, like, top ones. I mean, I feel like it's okay. So it's real now with Google image search, it is so easy yeah. for Lily. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, all you have to do is take a picture of it. Yes. It's so crazy <laughs> that it just comes up, you know? I and know. also the style number is literally on the, the tag fabric tag on that one. And now that Lululemon is on the fabric tag too. Mm-hmm. I saw that they're mm-hmm. on the fabric tag now too, which is nice. No one asks me any questions anymore. I'm like, it's going to be nice. no no you'll just find a different brand to latch on to and start deep diving on that um so i guess with with reselling changing we'll say over the last three years how has i don't know how, how do i want to wear this how have you taken um time out of your day to to research and learn about new brands and try to be like on the up and up on what people are going to be looking for, because you, you are very knowledgeable when it comes to brands and some, you have things in your closet that sometimes I don't even know the brands and I'm like, okay, well, if Amanda has it in her closet, then I should probably write this down. Um, how, how would you incorporate that? Cause I think, and I'm not saying everyone has to do this. It all depends on where you live and what your business model, there's just so many factors to this, but for your personal business, you have found it essential to to know what's what people are looking for. 
Yeah, I have, uh, I just, I'm on Instagram a lot. (laughs) (laughs) She says bashfully. I follow a lot of people people that are, you know, pretty knowledgeable about fashion in general um, and styles that are popular. Um, And uh, I just, you know, I just try to commit those labels and brands to memory and try to find them, you know, um, try even just going to consignment shops and trying to find those newer brands is always, is always the challenge, I suppose. Cause once something starts getting popular and then it becomes saturated mm-hmm. and then, you know, the value goes down. So it's always an endless cycle of trying to find the new brand um, mm-hmm. that everybody's looking for, <laughs> which is very frustrating. It is yeah, so much work. Like absolutely. And I don't think people, especially if you're selling like modern contemporary, like things that are current right now, it is so hard to stay up with everything that's happening at all times so that you are on top of your business and you're selling the most current, like it is impossible. It's not only like, and not only on, on top of what's going on right now, but also trying to be steps ahead. Yes. Like Amanda was saying. Like, yes. you know, where it's like, I need to foresee what the trends are going to be so that I know what I should be picking up now before mm-hmm. nothing is left in the stores. That's yep. also very, very, very tricky. I right? mean, it's mm-hmm. being a retail store. It's what we are 100% yeah. a retail store. Yes. The way that, yeah. the way that, yes, the way that like people like Amanda runs her business. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like this, this ain't no hobby here. This is like a full-fledged corporation. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like my, my mistakes are my own, but <laughs> right. Right. But right, right. I give you a lot of props because I mean, Jen and I love to stay up on fashion and we definitely follow people and influencers and all that stuff too. But maybe it's because we both have full-time jobs. So we, we don't, it's harder for us sometimes to dedicate that time to it, that we would, we would love to dedicate as much time as we can to it. But it's like, sometimes yeah. I don't even know where to look anymore because there's just so much content overload and yeah. I don't, I don't even know, is this really trending or is this what Instagram is just telling me? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like over the past year, since reels have been pushed, I'm only seeing certain accounts, the same accounts over and over on Instagram. Um, I, and it's been a lot harder to do the research mm-hmm. than it has been in the past. And yeah. I'm sure you've been seeing the same thing. Yeah. Um, accounts that do share information are being pushed down but um did you know that uh monetization for reels is being discontinued thank god (laughs) thank god because i am sick of making reels like reels are fun i'll make them every once in a while but the pressure to make everything a reel is real (laughs) (laughs) like no i don't want to be on camera every minute like I just mm. want to post a picture. That's yeah. what Instagram was. That, that is what Instagram <laughs> is. Yes. Yes. But I, I am That's curious I to see learn. exactly. So I'm curious to see how all these influencers and bloggers change their motto on how they show things because I don't want to see the same thing over and over again from the same people. I'm bored. I'm bored. I don't want to be on the app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely changed a lot. I don't, I don't know. 
No, you are right. I mean, you ladies are right. You're, you're making really good points about because we've talked so much just about reselling in general and how it's changed, right? We talk mm -hmm. about, we've talked about, you know, all the changes that are happening within the platforms that we sell, right? All like this, this new way of selling, which we're going to talk more about, you know, of like pushing again on camera, right? Mm -hmm. Selling things in live shows, right? Constantly changing the fashion, the trends, the what are the hot brands, all this kind of stuff. So it is interesting to also say like how much has also changed within our own social media and in our own communities and the content that we see now, because I, I do agree with you both because lots of times when I go on Instagram, I'm just like, I feel like I don't see, like I said, all the accounts that I used to really enjoy and I have to go actually go find them, you know, yeah. and, and look for them. Or I get a lot of uh, content that is just people who are just thrifting but they're not really thrifting the way that I thrift, you know, when it comes to like looking at things to resell, like they're, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, let's, let's be honest, you know, in most of it, it's just like a bunch of 18 year olds who are in the thrift store and they're just like, look at my thrift haul. And it's all like grandma clothes that they grabbed. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't want to see this. Right. Or like stuff that we wore in high school. I'm like, yeah, stop shopping my closet from 2000. <laughs> oh, speaking of which my, my mom found all of my prom dresses today. List them. Oh my God. <laughs> She's you like, I think you can really make some money off of these. I'm like, heck yeah, I'm going to sell those. My mom pulled mine oh, out because oh my, my junior and prom and senior prom gowns are still in her basement. She's like, do you want them? And like two years ago, she said this to me and I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, they're not, they're not going to sell. I'll just donate them. Well, I kept them there. So last weekend when I was there, I was like, mom, you know, prom dresses, can I? Can I have them next weekend when I come back? Because I'm going to sell them because they're going to sell this year. <laughs> People yeah. Oh, I just got, I got rid of mine like two years ago. I got rid of my prom dress two years Aww. ago. And it was like, I know. And I'm so mad because I remember it was like a Tadashi dress oh, that I had. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did get it at a consignment store though. Oh, wow. Even back then I was being thrifty because I, yeah, because I was like, I'm not spending that much money on the dress, but I remember getting that. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, no one's going to want this. And then like, I literally got rid of like the last few pieces I'd been holding on from my like 2000 Y2K <laughs> wardrobe. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so funny how everything comes full circle. Oh, my God. It's just like fashion always comes it full does. circle. It, it does. But I also didn't believe that it would happen to Same. us yeah right sense because i'm like well yeah no like the 70s were really cool and right. the 60s were really cool and and like yeah and like stuff from but like the stuff that we wore was garbage i was like there's no way that stuff would come back it was so trashy and then you're just like oh so okay so terrible yes <laughs> literally the worst fashion oh. decade and here we are <laughs> literally the worst here we are again. literally the stuff we've been trying to avoid thrifting for the past 10 years yes <laughs> i just don't get it I that's don't... probably why some 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 like executive somewhere with the thrift stores was just like we have way too much of this stuff let's pay a bunch of influencers to just start picking up this stuff so that it gets really hot and popular to get it out of our stores and that's how it like happened seriously <laughs> Amanda, you sell on Poshmark, eBay, and you sell on Depop. Are you a Depopper? Yeah, but barely. <laughs> I'm on there. But yeah, man, it's not cool. Like You've got cool photos. You've got cool photos on Depop. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I try. I try to be cool. <laughs> same. Doesn't always come across hey, that I way, though. <laughs> 
I uh, I can't. Yes, do that's what this podcast should be. I'm trying to be cool. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're trying to be cool. We're trying real yeah. hard. Um, I can't do. I just can't do Depop because every time I go on there, I'm like, oh my god, this is giving me like PTSD. Looking at all this stuff, I just can't do it. It's all Y2K. Like yeah, I don't like the layout. Oh, I don't like yeah. the clothing that's on there. Like, it's aesthetically yeah. not pleasing to me. Gotcha, gotcha. You know what I mean? I get that. I get it. It's got a weird vibe to it. It definitely does. Because you're not the target audience in the, the this Yes, you're I know. Old. I'm too old. I'm too old. <laughs> well, well the aware. usernames are, are top notch. The usernames oh. are top notch. They're hilarious. Is it like hilarious. screen names? Like our AOL screen names kind of thing? Yes. Well, hilarious ones. <laughs> Love that. Um, we digress here. AOL screen names that took me that took me back. Oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah, well, I still remember screen? mine. My screen name was Cutie D Lish, D and then Lish L I S H. <laughs> and then I had another one. It was like X O X O, because you always had more than one because you had to have a secret one that no one knew about so that you could like stalk oh, yeah. people. <laughs> and I was like X O X O. My nickname was always Yella. So X O X O Yella something X O. You know, we put all the different X's and O's everywhere. But Cutie Delish was like the one I had the longest. <laughs> Look it up. You're not gonna find anything. <laughs> that should be my Poshmark name. I need to open up another closet and name it that. <laughs> yeah. Should be your yeah. live selling. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you will never find me on on live selling no <laughs> no 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 oh, that's so Jen funny. what was your oh, AOL's man. username oh god so I had like just recently moved to California so I was like Cali girl like the whole surfing <laughs> thing you know and so I call I was like Roxy girl, like 14 or something like that. It's just, uh, oh my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. Just, do, you, mm-hmm. do you surf? Oh, no, I don't. That's the thing. Oh. That's the funny thing is like, I would pretend like I, I've gone surfing before. Yeah, for sure. You know, like when I was in high school for fun, you know, with, with friends, like somebody would have a board and you'd get on it, kind of, but I was never like an actual surfer. So I was just like a wannabe. Poser. <laughs> I was totally a poser and I would wear, I wore all the Roxy gear and the puka shell necklace and all like the Tommy Bahama floral stuff. And I was just wow. like, oh, I'm so California now. So, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. God. Yeah. All right. We could literally pull all people mm-hmm. around our age and just have a whole episode on all the things that we did <laughs> during the Y2K movement. Yeah. That would be very popular. I think so too. I think people would really enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go back to reselling. (laughs) Oh wait, hold on. But what was Amanda? What was Amanda? Oh yeah, what was your screen name? Oh, my screen name was Flutist Forty Five. Yes. Ah. Wait, why the Forty Five? I know you played the flute. Why the Forty Five? Um, that's my birthday. Okay. Yeah. If he always a number was always like some. (laughs) Yes. Either your age. Once. Yep. That was mine too. One seven. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Always, like, always. You know, you're like their sports number. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember the oh, time we dedicated to AOL away messages. Like how much time it took us to make an AOL away message. Like that was dedication. 
there was art like you had to make designs it wasn't just brb it was a bunch of things before it then brb and then more things yeah well instagram tried to do that recently like when you went to messages do you know what it's, i'm talking about yes. and there were little people bubbles, and they would say stuff and so i started putting like AOL messages on there like with the stars and the curlies and like the up down up down like cryptic <laughs> little messages when you're angry like, at I'm someone good lord this is taking me back all these comments i know we're gonna do it we're gonna plan a y2k episode it's gonna happen we're gonna have to do it we're gonna put it on our calendar um okay i want to talk about lululemon and rothy's because um well separately but with lululemon we know that you worked there i know it was for a short time but is there Which like is crazy any- to me because the the amount that amanda knows you would have thought like yeah i dedicated 25 years of my life i know <laughs> i know <laughs> But the, question... <laughs> but the question I have is, well, the first thing is, could you give a little history lesson on Lululemon? Like, are you capable of doing that? Like how it got started? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Lululemon started in Vancouver, Canada um, by Chip Wilson. And um, it started as... Um, the logo is actually a stylized A, um, and it was for Athletica, um, which is kind of ironic now that they dropped the Athletica, mm-hmm. and now they're just Lululemon, mm-hmm. or just the symbol. Yes. When I worked there, people would be like, what is this store? There's no name on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the symbol. That was We're a like, pretty good Cleveland accent. <laughs> Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know? Oh my god. No one in Cleveland knew what Lululemon was. I opened I helped I didn't open it. I helped to open the first Lululemon. One of the first Lululemons in Cleveland, on the west side at least. Nice. And Lululemon um, has definitely evolved over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So like from when it first sure. started when um, when you knew it to now, how has it changed? Uh, it's definitely got a lot more products. Um, it definitely blew up. It used to just be a little company. Um, everything used to be made in Canada Mm. and, uh, there would only be maybe like 50 to a hundred products total on the website. And you used to have to like get on right when stuff dropped to get anything. It used to just like stuff used to just completely sell out. There used to be like maybe four things on sale total. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply ever like some total total bombs right and you just you could never it was such a hype thing like you you could never get anything um because 
everything was always selling out so fast. Um, and that has definitely changed. So um, we are definitely even seeing that with resale market where it is becoming oversaturated. Lululemon is definitely becoming oversaturated. Um, you have to definitely be a lot pickier on what you pick up where before you could sell literally anything. Anything, anything that has that anything. little symbol. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now I see it. You could tell people have been passing over it for weeks. So, yeah. 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 I think that it's is funny you say that mm -hmm. because I think I pass over Lululemon eight times. I never thought I'd see the day. I never thought I would see the day that I would pass it over, to be honest. Mm -hmm. That is how hot, <laughs> how hot it was. Like you said, it didn't matter the condition. It didn't matter the style. It didn't matter the print. It was just like, yep, yep, yep. Sometimes I didn't even care what the cost was. I was like, I don't care because I know I'm going to make my money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make good money doing this, you know? And now, like you said, I think it's just, it's become very, very saturated and they've been around longer now too. So it's like, okay. now it's like, there are older styles where it's like, that is so clearly not in right now that like, no one's going to really want to pick that up, you know? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, everything's coming back around. All the groove I pants I got you know, that were my own, I wish I had kept. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I, just bought, I bought groove pants recently and I'm like, these are nice. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I love these. I, I love the groove pants. The groove pant is great. It was always a good pant. Uh, yeah. The best. It was amazing. <laughs> Still, it's amazing. The new ones are great. I've heard that. I've heard there's a few new styles they've come out come out with that are mimicking pants. They look like pants, but they're they're not. They're they're Lululemon. Um, and there's I have a couple in my cart that I keep eyeing that I'm like I want to buy you, but the hundred forty eight dollar price tag is just what stops me every time. I'm like you got to be kidding me, hundred forty eight dollars. What am I paying for? Right, right. Their price, and I yeah. understand because like you said, they have evolved and they're definitely um. I would say they're probably in like the top five of what people are always looking for when it comes to athletic wear or just like loungy comfort clothes. They definitely know what they have. And while they have evolved, their pricing has also evolved and it has now reached a new high than like we thought the $88, $98 price point was high. Well, now they've, they've gone even higher on certain pieces. And, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the resale value is there in the same sense that it was even two years ago, because there are some unicorn pieces. So Lululemon has these pieces, if you don't know, that are considered unicorns. They're pieces that are discontinued or pieces that people really, really want. Like, I guess when belt bags first came out, it was like a unicorn to have a belt bag and like be able to sell it. That's not the case anymore. They have them all the time now. So it's different. But these unicorn pieces used to go for like two, three, four hundred, like, I mean, crazy amounts of money. Crazy. They don't even go for that much anymore. And I don't know if it's because no. there's just more locations now and they bring back a lot of their old styles and it's like, well, eventually that style's going to come back around in like a more modern way. What's your take on that? So I think that a lot of the Lululemon buyers nowadays, they just don't seem to care about the unicorns. Um, there used to be like super devoted groups. Be I know because I was in them. Yeah. Um, of people who, you know, chased unicorns yep. and stuff would go for insane amounts and those same pieces today 
they don't go for that. So I have a couple clients who are people from those boards that I used to be on who send me things and I sell them and I'm like, man, this stuff used to be insane. I'm just letting you know, it doesn't go for that anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're probably not going to get back what you paid for it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's just like such a, it's such a game of selling at the right time kind of like stocks you know not that I know anything about stocks but you have to know when to hold and you have to know when to sell if you hold for too long it can end up screwing you yeah that's true that's true do you feel Amanda too that the um another reason why lululemon's you know value has kind of gone down too it's just like that there's so many more brands now that can really compete with Lululemon where I feel like, and, and I feel like I can speak to this because I used to be uh, a yoga apparel buyer. And oh, okay. so I used to buy, yeah. So I used to buy and I worked with Aloe. I worked with Beyond Yoga. I worked with Viore. I worked with all these people before they were even big, you know, which was really cool, you know, to, to kind of see yes. that. And we had Lululemon in the store. And this was probably about seven years ago that I did this. And I remember seven years ago, we... Our new locations were Lululemon wasn't going to work with us anymore. They they wanted to stop selling in smaller boutiques because they wanted to start focusing on putting all their stuff in the stores. That was their whole take. So we lost our contract with them. But I remember back then it was like nothing could touch Lululemon. It was just like I tried with everything else, all these other brands, and it was still when are you bringing back Lululemon? When are you bringing back Lululemon? But now. I think with these newer brands that have come out, they're definitely more, which I think what Lululemon was really good at was designing beautiful pieces, but were very, but function technically very good. Yes, 100%. Right? Where um, brands, you know, I don't want to really call them out, but like a lot of these other yoga brands or whatever they had, they just were soft. They felt really nice, but they just technically didn't hold up to what Lululemon could do, whether it was the moisture wicking properties, the four-way stretch, you know, the, the, um, the band and how it would hold you in all this kind of stuff is all like a science really, when it comes down to the technology that comes behind athletic wear. But now we have brands that are so much more focused on that than it being flowy and pretty or whatever, right? It's like, um, like we've talked about, um, like Noble, Alphalete, you know, just all these. I like I can name a lot, a lot of other brands. So do you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So do you think that because brands have kind of shifted in the way that they technically build their pieces and they feel like they're more in line with what Lululemon is, is that also where you think that they're also taking a big chunk of that pie? That's a really interesting point that you bring up um, that I Mm -hmm. kind of brings into some things that I've been thinking about. When Lululemon first came out, it was cutting edge. Like any Mm -hmm. other women's, uh, I was basically, I was mostly into running when I first started buying Lululemon. Um, I eventually did get into yoga, but the other running gear may have, it performed very well, but like you said, it wasn't beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's what Lululemon had on the other brands is yeah. that not only was it technical, but it also was very aesthetically pleasing. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the other brands just looked like men's clothes. 
It was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would say all the other brands before it was honestly, it was Nike. It was Reebok. It was all those big brand mm-hmm. names. And now of course they've totally changed the way that they look, but when Nike first came out and when Reebok came, first came out, it was more of a men's company. Exactly. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? And it, it's like the stuff that they had, they had a pair of black leggings and it was like, okay, that's great. But maybe women want pink leggings. Right. When Lou you know? first started, they did a, incorporated like a lot of ruffles, um, very feminine accents. They've kind of moved away from that. Re- they have, yeah. Back then, it was very feminine, um, a lot of skirts, you know, um, and I feel like now other brands, you know, wanted to want to get on that trend, obviously, because they see how well Lululemon is doing and not they see that there is a market for that, whereas you know, um, back then nobody was making any athletic wear, wear for women beautiful. Beautiful and, you know? and could technically hold up. And functional. Yeah, that was and the biggest thing. It's like I said, I, I definitely yeah. wore a lot of their other pieces from other brands. And I remember, like you said, running in them and like feeling like they were slipping like the pants and I would have to like pull them up, you know, kind of thing. So that's literally, yeah, I think it's, there's, I don't know. I think athletic clothes always really fascinates me too. So I also think it's interesting <laughs> how people, people, brands, I should say, have taken inspiration from Lululemon. And when you're looking at a rack now, just feeling isn't going to be enough because you can feel certain brands and you're like, oh, this has to be Lululemon. No, it's not. It's airy. Okay. I'm going to keep going. Oh, no, this is only no, the best one is when it's like Kirkland from Costco. Yes, Kirkland. So that was, I think I recently saw that one. Oh, oh my gosh. Kirkland now makes like a Vuori feel. Oh, really? I have, it has faked me out like three times this week and I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, maybe I should buy these from myself. Yeah, but it's so like, you know, Lululemon is kind of like the epitome of what these brands want to become or they want to mimic. And it's it's a lot harder now in your source and you can't just go by touch anymore and be like, this is definitely Lululemon. No, it's not. Nine times out of ten, it is not not Lululemon. (laughs) Listen, I actually once bought a pair of shorts I just grabbed them I thought they were Lululemon just by feel and like I was like oh the logo you know how some the black one is like black and like yeah, yeah, yeah. thicker not like you know shiny I'm like oh yeah these are definitely Lululemon I get them home they are not they are the CRZ yoga <laughs> that little peach booty thing yes I'm like I can't believe I actually bought them by <laughs> You were so confident. That is a new low. I mean, but also, (laughs) wow. They really did a do. So we're obviously telling people a lot of things about Lululemon, but what what are like maybe the top three to five styles that people, that you have found are still selling, that people are still looking for, that still have a a pretty good command when it comes to price? Mm, That is a great question. Minus the belt bag. We cannot put the belt bag in this category. Yeah, I actually haven't been, I don't really sell the belt bags. I never really got into that because it's just. It's a fad. It's too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I would say scuba hoodies. Really? Um, especially the cropped ones. Those are really hot right now. The quarter zip with the uh, cropped style. Um, but also the regular length scuba is doing really well for me still. Um, I would say aligns always align mm. joggers, align leggings. So align um, shorts. People love the align shorts. There's an align tank that also does really well. 
pretty much anything from the Align brand uh, or the Align line. <laughs> I feel like leggings is so sure, hard. Be- do for me. Yeah. The leggings itself Go are ahead. hard because there's so many like subcategories to each pant and legging. And yes. they discontinue certain types frequently, I find. Like there's one pair that I bought three years ago. They don't make it anymore. I can't find it anywhere. It was like my favorite legging and they just don't, I don't even remember the name of it. It was like, I don't know. But then they came up with like the Be Still or something. It's like one of the yoga ones. And it's not the same. Okay. It is like not the same legging at all. But they they changed it. They changed the name. And it is just not the same. Mm-hmm. These were like in a line, but had the softness of an align. But the um, the compression and everything of a Wonder Under, but not as tight. It was like the perfect like walking, like just the perfect legging to like keep you in, be soft, but not too constricting when you're doing certain things. Yeah, they don't make it anymore. I got to find it. I got to look it up. I don't remember what the name of it is, but they don't make them anymore. You just nailed why people still buy Lululemon secondhand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they discontinue favorite styles and that's where our buyers come in to find their discontinued pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Very true. One more before we go oh, to Rothy's. What's a oh, yeah. fair price point when it comes to buying Lululemon pieces? Because you can walk into a thrift store and pay twenty four ninety nine for a piece. How do you know when it's okay to spend that type mm. of money? Oh, well. Loaded um, question. <laughs> so if you see something that is pricey that you're considering paying up on, which I would consider $25 paying up for yep. Lululemon. I would. Um, I would definitely sit down and research it, check the size dot, check and um, check out that style number and see, check your comps on that. Um, if it doesn't have a style number, your chances are it's probably not worth picking up anymore because style number started in 2017. So that's going to be an older style. And even the older unicorns don't do well anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, if for, if you still are considering buying it, then pull out your Google Lens and try to identify it. Um, but I would say you really still have to be very careful on paying up for Lululemon. Yeah, agreed. And and I would say the last piece, which you know, it's funny because I would say I will say, Amanda, you're the one that I think showed me on Instagram that there's also a lot of fakes out there too. Like, I don't know why, I guess for me, before I started reselling, I always thought handbags and shoes were the only things that were really faked. I never thought clothing was fake. I don't know why. I just never did. I always thought, well, who wants a fake jacket of something? Like, that sounds weird to me. Like, everybody wants fake handbags, you know? Like, that was just my whole thing. So I was really surprised when I learned that there's actually fake Lululemon out there. Never knew that. So that's definitely something else that I would consider to double checking as well because there are a lot of fakes out there totally Mm -hmm. um and when you think of lululemon yes i mean for me lululemon yes that's expensive but in the grand scheme of things lululemon is not an expensive like $38. That a lot of people, yes, yeah. but in the grand scheme of things, where Chanel bags are $5,000, people are faking $38 Lululemon belt bags, you know? So yeah, it's I would of, never think that. You would never think, why would somebody yeah. fake this brand? No, no, I would never think that either. But it is I would never. Widely faked. 
<laughs> That's crazy. See, I just learned something new too. I did not know that that bag was fake. Because like you said, I mean, again, I, $36 can mean something very different to very different right. people. I totally get that. But I wouldn't think that it would be worth it for the counterfeiters to do that. But I guess it is because it's trendy right. and cool. Can... Now I'm wondering how much they sell those fakes for. <laughs> Jen's going <laughs> down a rabbit hole in her own head. <laughs> I am. Okay. All right. We got it. We got it. We got to move on. <laughs> I, I will say one thing before we go to Rothy's. I've spent twenty five ninety nine okay. on Lululemon, but it was a puffer jacket. So that yeah. gives that yeah. that's worth it to me because I got over yeah. one hundred and fifty dollars for it. So Any, anything with down, yes, yeah, buy it. Yeah, Jackets, yes. yes. <laughs> Those are money. Yeah. Um. Okay. Money. Rothy's. This is such like a loaded thing because Rothy's were like the it shoe to find like, well, like, I don't know. A holy grail. Right. Mm -hmm. It was like the grail yeah. of old grails, right? Rothy's is not that anymore. Oh. Sorry to burst everyone's bubble, but it's not that anymore. And it's very sad. Crazy. That is <laughs> sad. But there, there were some. So, okay. Let's, let's talk about Rothy's itself are also faked. They're 100% faked. Amanda has highlights on her Instagram on Lululemon and Rothy's and all different things where she kind of breaks down how to identify fakes and all that. And it's all free, all free content. She has it all on her Instagram page. Um, and if you DM her, she will, she will help you. She's, she's good like that. She's a good person. Um, but Rothy's have, oh, I hate to even say this out loud, but they have declined. And they're oh, just not, sure. they're not the same in terms of resale value. Um, there are unicorns. Rothy's is still one of the brands where like, if you have a very special pattern or something that it can still go for a good amount of money. Um, but the majority of the shoes just don't yield that dollar amount anymore. No, you're and right. It's painful. <laughs> it is because, uh, Whenever any brand falls, which they haven't fallen, but it used to be so hot. Mm -hmm. It just, uh, like I said, it, it was, it me. was, it was for a long time in the community. It was like a holy grail of a piece to find in the thrift store. It was yeah. like the moment that you found it, you basically just drop everything else that you had in your hands and just immediately take a, a shot and post it on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Like, I did yes. it. I found it. <laughs> you nailed it to a T. You nailed it yes. to a T. But, but you know, why do I, I still, still get so them, excited? <laughs> yes. I just found them. <laughs> yes. But I yeah, still get so excited when I find it. Five. They're shrunk to hell in size five. <laughs> I, these fit. These only fit my 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 two year old daughter. <laughs> well, I think that's a good. They they do make children's Rothies. I've never found them, but I know they do yeah. make them. So there is a chance you could probably find a child's Rothie more frequently than maybe a, a woman's adult. I don't know, but I'll make men's too. So there's another category to look into. Maybe the men's one will have a higher resale value right now. I don't know. I've never found it. Um. So what's the number one thing people need to look for when they find what they think is Rothy's? Uh, as far as authenticity? Yes, authenticating it, sorry. Oh, yeah. So the number one thing you want to look for is you want to pull up that insole and look for the sticker with the size and the brand on it. It's the number one thing you want to look for. 
um, if they look brand new, that's probably a red flag. <laughs> yes. Doesn't always mean it's a red flag, but it's probably a red flag. You should definitely investigate further. Mm-hmm. Um, if it says made in the USA, <laughs> bad. <laughs> no. Very bad. Very bad. However, caveat, they were made in the USA in the very beginning. Okay. Very beginning. But that would be extremely rare. I'm talking like 2%, 2%, um, like very small amount. Most likely if it says made in the USA, it is not real. Um, You're going to also want to look for spacing issues um, in the text on the um, footbed tag. And you're going to want to look for a slight shine and texture on Mm -hmm. that tag. Mm -hmm. If it's just flat white, it's no, no good. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a couple of other things that you had said, Amanda, too, outside of the tag. And I'm sorry, sorry if I interrupted. Um, you'd mentioned like the 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 logo too. Looking at the logo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, go ahead. You go ahead. People want to hear you. People don't want to hear me. <laughs> they want to hear our guests, not us. They want to hear our guests. You want it to be pointy. If it's rounded, that is a red flag. Um, and that's going to be your insole logo where it says Rothy's. Mm. Now, on the newest style of Rothy's, it no longer has the logo. It, it just says Rothy's. And I actually found one recently and I was like, oh my God, look at these terrible fakes. Let me take a bunch of pictures. I'm like, wait, these aren't fake. These are actually real. <laughs> I just um, like I came across a pair. About. Look at all these fakes. <laughs> so I didn't know that in the Chelsea boot, the the sticker on the inside insole is different than on like the flat or the point. It's like just a square sticker. It's it's different. And I didn't know that, and I thought they were <laughs> fake at first. They're not. They just they just have a different sticker inside the Chelsea boot. Oh my god, I gotta look at that. I actually own like two pairs of them. I've never found them to sell. So I've never actually looked at the tag. I gotta look at that now because I didn't know. Yeah, I have them. I don't know where they are. They're somewhere. But I I thought they were fake at first. I'm like, wait, like, I own Rothy's. I know what I like. I know what a Rothy looks like because I own three pairs. And um, and I was like, so these are real. And I, I I couldn't find the 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 sticker on the inside. And then I flipped it again. I was like, oh, it's at the top. And it's this little square thing. And it just says W eight the size yeah and that was it i was like okay um not i'm not happy to know that they don't sell well but you know it is what it is <laughs> well you taught me something today and also i will be hanging on to my chelsea boots <laughs> well and that's that's my next my next question to you is we used to be able to source jen and i used to do this all the time source rothy's online on poshmark for like 40 50 bucks oh, and then yeah. be able to flip them for almost 200 dollars, like retail and uh you can't do that anymore <laughs> you can't no no they've also grown as a brand and uh stuff used to sell out you know styles and the colors and certain styles would sell out immediately and it's not like that anymore at all um but those old unicorns are still people still pay insane amounts for them. So at least there is that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do run into a pattern, mm-hmm. you definitely need to look that one up. Um, even if it is priced high, you could spend $50, but make like 200 to $500. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that's that's probably the one thing that differ between Lululemon and Rothy's when it comes to unicorns. The Rothy unicorns are still going for really high amounts, where for Lululemon, yeah. that's just not the case anymore. Um, yeah, but maybe in a year or two, they won't be. So yeah, I don't know. It changes so frequently. It does. It changes very quickly. It really I, I does. Do, but yeah, I do think that the point is probably my favorite Rothy to sell. Yes. Over Not all selling. of them. That is like the best one for me. And that will go for close to $100 is the point. Yep. Agreed. Mm -hmm. 100%. Interesting. 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 Now the biggest well, question of the day. Oh. Oh. Biggest question of the day. Are you ready? Yeah. Live selling. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, stir up the controversy. Um, what about it? What are your thoughts on live selling? For me, it is not something that I am interested in doing. Um, I don't see how it could fit into my life um, at this point in time. Um, I did consider doing it, but I thought about what was the reason why I actually got into reselling. And that was the flexibility of my time and also, um, you know, not being in the spotlight anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, as a teacher, I felt like I had to be performing all the time and I feel like live selling is a big performance. Um, and it's not something that I'm interested in doing at this time. Um, and I also feel like a lot of my strategy for reselling is to get the most money for certain items. A lot of my items do stay in my closet longer, waiting for the right buyer. Um, and I don't feel like live selling and bidding is the route that I would want to go. It seems like an eBay auction almost to me, mm. how even on an eBay auction, yes, they have seven days, but sometimes that's not even a, the right amount of time to reach your correct buyer to maximize your profit for your item. Um, I feel like it's the complete opposite of what my business strategy is, and that is to maximize the profit of each item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think... I think it's an interesting concept of selling. I see people, and we talked about it before we started recording, there are people that are crushing it. They're doing amazing with live selling, and it works for them and their business model. I can't logistically find a way to make it work for my business model. Like, mathematically, logistically, time-wise, I just can't figure it out, which is why, I mean, never say never, but I don't foresee myself ever doing it. Um, I don't want to dedicate additional time to creating a catalog of things that people can buy from, be on camera for two hours, whatever it is, to try to sell all these things, then spend an additional half day shipping all the things. Like it just, it's not why I resell. It's not. It's not. Uh, same, same for me. 100%. And I, and like you said, there are people that are crushing it and good for them. Like if it works for you, great, do it. But personally, I think that most resellers feel pressured to do live selling. Um, don't do very well in live selling and feel bad about themselves when they mm -hmm. definitely shouldn't, because it's not 
it's not a style of selling that, you know, <laughs> is, is the best way for most people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such yeah. like a, a yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a buyer of life selling either. I've tried. I just, I don't I, buy I, that I, way. I don't have the, the like attention span for it. Yeah. Like when I'm looking for something, I want to find it. I want to find it. I don't want to sit there and be like another size, small bikini. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so Why true. It's true. Like I'm that traditional buyer. It's like, I'm looking for X, Y, Z search. And then I go through and I scroll and I find what it is that I need. I get the allure of it all. But I think when you run a certain business model, it's very hard when you're used to making a certain amount of money or used to doing certain things and having this routine schedule to now incorporate something that's just completely different. It's difficult. Yeah. It's just another thing. That's just too much for me at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like that with Instagram? Actually, no, I've never felt that way about Instagram. Mm. Um, I know that Instagram can be overwhelming to a lot of people, but I actually have all of my notifications turned off. So I only go into Instagram when I consciously go into it. I don't be like, oh, there's a notification. I better answer that. On eBay and Posh, yes, I have notifications on for if there's sales or offers or whatnot. But I have like my notifications turned off on everything. So I only go into it consciously. Um, Yes. <laughs> no, no, but that's a really good point because I would say like you're you're a pretty active member in the community and you you do post like you said you've done reels, you've done lots of, you know, different video content and you know, you share a lot on your stories. I always enjoy your stories. I'm definitely an avid watcher. Same. Um so, you know, it it it, it is interesting to hear that you're like, yeah, no, I I don't find that that is stressful like to you that's like fun and creative and it's just kind of spur of the moment like you're feeling like doing this as opposed to you know getting on camera and really having to rehearse and and build you know content and everything where what what a live show is you know a live show is not just like you said turn on the camera and go right there's so much more behind the scenes Mm -hmm. so much more happening within the actual show and afterwards too so yeah, no, that, I think that that that's a really good comparison too, because I think that most people would think naturally, like, oh yeah, Amanda would be great at that, you know, like she could definitely do that. But it, it's sometimes it's not even whether or not you'd be great at it; it's whether or not you even have the time. Yeah. So a lot of people have been like, seriously, why aren't you doing this? You have a ginormous audience. I'm like, yes, but my audience is not necessarily buyers. My audience is other resellers for mm-hmm. the most part. Right. And they're looking right. for a bargain. You know, I've tried to do, um, you know, uh, big sales before. Uh, when I was moving, I had a, a big sale and people don't want to pay. They don't want to pay big money. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, other resellers, that's not my target audience right. of what I'm trying to sell, you know? So. And that's so important to know. Like, what is that target yeah. audience for you? And how have you built your Instagram? You built your Instagram for resellers, not for buyers. Yeah. Yeah. And I do put up stuff to buy and people do buy from me. Which I've is bought great. from Amanda. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> and thank you for watching my story. Sometimes I'm like, why am I putting all this up? But I, I watch I, all my friends. <laughs> yes. I do. I, do. I watch mm-hmm. all my friends. Um, 
how do you see your business or yourself changing over the next few years as reselling is changing? Because I think it is changing. I mean, there's no way around it. It is definitely changing. Yeah. Um, I just hope to keep growing little by little. Um, that's always my goal every year is to grow um, and try to keep up. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to get into live sales, but who knows? We could get there. Um, yeah. There's an interesting thing that I have heard from people who are successful with live sales is that it's not necessarily about the live sale itself. It's about drawing in buyers to come and shop in your closet. And some people have shown their metrics on Poshmark that their sales have increased dramatically just by doing lives. Not necessarily that they made the money in the live, mm -hmm. but that they brought the shoppers to your closet. So that would probably be the only reason why I would do a live. Um, that seems like a really good tactic. Um, I always like to look at, you know, both sides. I'm not like totally. completely against it, you know, right. completely against anything completely for anything um and i feel like that's something to consider if you're considering it um so if you're gonna try it give it a try and maybe it will bring people to your closet yeah like, like you guys both said it's just one thing on top of another thing that i just don't have the bandwidth for at this time yeah, right and totally. who knows life selling may evolve to something completely different than what we see right now i mean we don't know what it can evolve to it could be like a whole yeah. ai process where you don't even need to be there anymore and it's just run like it's a sale that's just going. You know what I like? We don't know. We have no idea. Right. right. You bring in an interesting point of AI. Um, AI is which, huge right now. Oh my goodness! I haven't even researched it that much, but it sounds wild. I feel like a really old person. But yeah. So a lot about it yet. <laughs> I so the one of the newest AI things that I learned besides like this chat GPT thing where it's like you enter in information and it gives you a spiel about whatever it is you need and you can copy and paste put in your listing right. There's this new thing that they've created where it's called AI headshots and you send the AI bot like 10 photos of yourself and it will create a headshot based off of all of your features and all of these photos and it looks identical to you. So like, this is the way AI is going. So think about how it could morph into our side of this world of reselling and how it can change so many different things. It's crazy. It's a whole nother level. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And that's, I think, one of the best things about reselling. And we've, all three of us have been in it for a while. So it's constantly moving. It's constantly changing. You have to constantly be moving and changing to remain successful. But I think I speak for all of us that are listening and for Jen that we appreciate you, Amanda, so much for the knowledge you put out there, for the funny content that you put out there, the the real content where things are really hard sometimes and you just got to say it. And, you know, this is just the reality of it. And I, and I do appreciate the authenticity that you bring to your page because it's something Absolutely. that is hard to find. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's, yeah. You nailed exactly what I'm trying to convey. And sometimes <laughs> you just don't know if you're reaching and and I'm glad to know that I am reaching. You 100% are. You 100% are. Like we said, we, we've we definitely, Danielle and I have been fans <laughs> for, for a long years. time. And friends. for years now. We're yes, we're friends, we're friends. But years. before fans we were friends, friends, we were fans. <laughs> we're fans, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> now we're in in the inner circle just kidding um <laughs> but no you know i think that's that is like we said um you know something that we've we've always mentioned on the podcast is that something that we always really hold so near and dear to our hearts is this community you know this community is an awesome community as most of you know like i'm not really reselling that much i'm selling little things here and there i'm like I always laugh because I'm like, people talk about doing live sales and I'm just like, shoot. I'm like, I have a sale from three days ago that I still haven't shipped. <laughs> I'm like, it's not going to happen right now, you know? So, right. but um, I never wanted to let go of this community, you know, because it, it really is. It's, it's really great. And it's great to see people thriving and, and, you know, and I love when people share about like, man, like uh, Danielle said, you know, the struggles and the realities of things and the wins and the, the successes. So, um, you know, something like we said, we always hold near and dear to our hearts. It's just this community you, you make and you meet such amazing people, um, people who truly are your friends that you've never really met in real life, but like you have years of like talking yeah. to this person and you see them not only grow, you see their children grow. Like you see all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. It's really, it's really a special thing, you know, and it's something I think that I hope never changes within our community, you know? Yeah. Same. It's such Same. a special 100%. Special place to be, and I'm glad that we're all here. No matter all the negatives and ups and downs that comes with every community, not just ours. Um, but before we go, I want to end with one of your famous Instagram reels. Can you sing Teeks and Rothies to us before we go? People probably have no idea what I'm talking about. It's not, it's not really a sing song. It's but it's okay. A, it's okay. It's more of like a mantra. <laughs> like a mantra. <laughs> Do it again. I couldn't really hear it. Do it again. Do it a little louder. Rothies and teeks, 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 Rothies, teeks, teeks and Rothies. Now I sound like mad. Let me find them. You guys need to go back to, I don't even know, remember when that reel was, but it was like the most amazing reel that Amanda ever put out. It was, it was the worst because then afterwards when I was in the, when I was in this two section, I just feel like, yes. <laughs> where are you where are you where are you where are you <laughs> oh that's funny oh, uh, well right. thanks again amanda for making us laugh and having a really good time we we loved you know sitting down with you and yeah. and uh you know just catching up and you know we wish you all the best of luck as always thank you for having me on it was fun yeah. great i'm so thank glad you. all right everyone thank you so much for listening next week um, it's going to be, it's going to be a big episode. Jen and I are going to talk about anthropology brands and I'm not ready. Jen is the anthropology master, not, not me. Ready. So <laughs> I need to do my research. <laughs> we got a lot of research folks. We're going to break it down. We're going to break down the history of anthropology and we are going to do our very best to go through as many brands as we can. Yes. And what you should be spotting, what you shouldn't be picking up. You know, it's going to be a pretty big episode. Yeah. Yes, I am not ready, but me, we'll me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll split up into two episodes, but the Patreon group will get right. a special exclusive part to um to the anthropology piece of this all. So stay tuned for that, guys. Mm -hmm. We will chat next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.